three, two, one. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to System and Soul. Chris and Bench here with you. And today's, uh, we're going to continue in the S2 model. And we are on the system side. And we're in the third component, which is the score component. So we're going to have a conversation around scoreboards, scorecards, metrics, KPIs, um, and Bench. Where would you like to start? Because this is, uh, is going to be a good discussion. Well, let's start with some head trash. Why do you think some people are reluctant to talk about scores? <laughs> wow. Uh, there's a lot of reasons, right? Accountability. Um, they don't want to be, somebody doesn't want to be found out, right? They're being measured and it's for everybody to see. Um, sometimes uh, I've seen scorecards get way too big. Oh, for sure. Right? Just there's too many, way too many. Um, I've seen people that that they're they're not sure what to measure. Yeah, you know, or or how to measure. I think that's a big part of it. I think people feel vulnerable that they're not sure what matters. Like, what should we measure? Because what we measure matters. We're not actually sure what matters. If we said, "Hey, what number drives our business?" We're actually not sure. Um, so that's yeah. really the, the reason that it's actually so important is we need to take the time to get this clarity. Um, this is a clarity and a control mechanism for our business. So we can give our people clarity and then use this tool for control of our business. Uh, it's a huge asset, right? And people have a sense of confidence when we get it right, which can take some time, which requires some patience and persistence. Uh, and and the, the vulnerability to get out there and try some stuff. Yeah, I you know look the the best way to manage your business is through the data, right? right. And the data is not going to lie, and you need to not be intimidated by it. Um, you know, I always share that vulnerability story about myself when I was in a a meeting with a Fortune 500 company who wanted to buy my company. And they asked me what my last year, three year, my last three years EBITDA was. And I was like, what? EBITDA, EBITDA what? <laughs> like in my head. Now, because I'm a trained sales guy, I mean, I responded quickly to him, but I was just deflecting because internally I was embarrassed. I didn't know the word he said. Mm -hmm. And like, I went back to my account and I'm like, okay. We all know I don't like numbers, <laughs> and uh, but I need like I seriously I, I it's like I asked my CPA like just you know give me like a a top ten glossary of financial terms like yeah the ones that I've been avoiding or are afraid of or were embarrassed to say I didn't know what they were right 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 so you yeah. gotta you gotta have an attitude you gotta you gotta have a mind shift when you're talking about scorecards here yeah because it is a tool to make decisions, better informed decisions to help you achieve your goals, right? Yeah. And so, so how do we do that? Well, I think a great scorecard answers the question, are we winning? Okay. 
you know, that's why we have a scoreboard, right? Mm -hmm. And it's, we don't only show the score at the end of the game, right? You can look up at the scoreboard during the game and it gives you really good indicators. Are we winning? Do we need to change some things up? Do we need to relook at our strategy? You know, that's what happens. Great coaches go in at halftime and they come out with a new game plan. And that's mm -hmm. based on the data that they have. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you take that analogy even further, the data that they have at the NBA, NFL, NHL level. Oh, my is, gosh. It's ridiculous. You Isn't it? I mean, all these coaches with iPads and, and, and the, the Surface and yeah. real-time data coming yep. from the game. And what do the players do? They go to their situation coach or their position coach, and they all huddle up on the sidelines. And what are they doing? They're looking at data. Oh, yeah. Yeah, data on the floor, you know, hey, we're not getting the ball in the paint. We've right. got to get the ball in the paint. Data on the players. Hey, so-and-so, they're actually fatigued tonight. They're, yeah. they're, you know, they're all wearing monitors giving personal data. Yeah, right. I mean, it's crazy. So that's what we want to do as an organization. We want to get to that level where we're saying, hey, we, we know our game plan and we're executing against it or not and we're winning or not. And we need to make changes or hunt for, you know, problems within the system based on if we're winning or not. I want to, I want to help everybody out there. I have, uh, this is a little dangerous because anytime you prescribe something, you risk it being wrong. Right. But for the people that don't feel like they have a great score scoreboard, I want to go ahead and give them what I think should be on their scoreboard. Okay. So uh, it's any business, any market, any size. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So here we go. The first metric, and, and some of these might take some work, right? But it should be tied to your destination. You as an organization have a destination, a goal, a target that you're driving forward. So if you're not measuring toward that, then it doesn't really matter. You're not really driving toward that. It could be revenue. It could be profit. Market's got um, market share, it, you know, it could be a thousand different things, but what are you as an organization driving through? That's your number one metric. Your second metric goes to your hedgehog in your organization and it's your economic engine. What is the, the KPI, the measurable, the metric, what are you tracking that is the economic engine of your organization? And if we're not focused on driving that number, because there's a bet in there, right? The bet is, is that that economic engine is going to get us to our destination. And so those are the, the two top ones. The third one, uh, the third one should be something that you revisit. It could live, it's temporary. It lives on your scoreboard for a season. It's something that you've got to get better at in your organization. It's something that you want to focus on improving. And once we get it up to scale, we don't need to keep it on our scoreboard forever, but there's a season in our business where we have to, uh, you know, I think the originator of this was probably uh, when people would get hurt in manufacturing, it would be like zero days since, you know, injury. Yeah. like that came because people were getting hurt all the time and we needed to show a score when we were winning That's right. and we needed people to feel like they screwed up the scoreboard when something happened. So they took an extra measure of precaution and safety. So what is it in your, your business that if we now have a hyper focus on this metric that we can create massive improvement over a short amount of time. So that's the third one. And then we get into the next section, which is all around the functions of the business. Mm -hmm. So we have created an org chart. We've structured the business. 
we need to know how each one of those functions of the business is performing. So in one, maybe two, what are the most important metrics coming out of it? And this is where we get into a little bit of a lead lag indicator conversation mm -hmm. because we need to know uh, what happened, but we need to know what's happening. And best of all, if we know what's going to happen. Right. And that plays different, you know, there's different levels of sophistication based on your business, based on, um, you know, in, if you're in sales, a big part of that needs to be what's going to happen in the future. Like, that's why we talk about pipelines, yeah. weighted pipelines, you know, how many leads, how many top of funnels. We're, we're looking at what's going to happen to this business in the future. Are we going to be out of work? Are we going to double our work? And so then we get into the capacity, right? So we've sold some stuff. That's what's going to happen the capacity or the operations in the business, we're looking at what is happening right now. We have this much work. It's pushing at this pace. It's going to build, you know, this date. It's more what's happening now. And our financial, our capital size tends to be more historic. This is what has happened. Mm -hmm. We sold this, we build this, we have these expenses. This is our net problem. Now that's generic. There are ways to get forward-looking in all three of those. But we're really saying, hey, there's there's these functions of the business. There's people leading, managing, there's resources toward these functions. How are we going to measure if that function of the business is winning or not? Today's episode is sponsored by 90.io, N-I-N-E-T-Y dot I-O. 90 is a cloud-based collection of the essential business building and awareness tools you need to make running EOS easy. The clean and extraordinarily intuitive system includes every one of the tools you need to not only run EOS, but cascade it down and throughout your company. EOS is great, but implementing it throughout your organization can overwhelm even the best of us. Our friends at 90 are obsessed with making sure that every one of the EOS tools is simple to find, simple to use, and captures all the data your team needs to hit, an average of 90% of the rocks, measurables, and to-dos. For more information, you can visit www.90.io. I like taking the, the, the one circle in the hedgehog diagram, the Venn diagram, the economic engine, right? And you can, because most people will tend to build a scorecard that just becomes so bloated, it's paralyzing and they, they, it doesn't really, they don't really use it as a yeah. tool as it's meant to be, right? right? So taking that one circle from the hedgehog, the economic engine, you can take that down departmentally and ask the same question. There are many drivers of cash flow. We, we know that, right? But, but it, could we apply that economic engine departmentally, right? Because there's thousands of, of KPIs here, right? Yeah. Leading, lagging. But the idea, if you, could, if you could just get laser focused, like sales, what's your number one economic engine? Marketing, ops, yeah. finance, right? HR. Um, maybe, maybe, you know, they come up with three, whatever. But the idea is... Um, creating a an effective scorecard that really truly keeps your finger on the pulse yeah right it's it's like the the quote that uh your business is a well-oiled machine finely tuned to get the result that it's currently getting 
right? Yeah. And so if we want a different result, we've got to get in there and tweak the machine. And some yeah, of that's, that's right. just looking at how do we actually, how do we actually get business? How do we actually service business? You know, and when we put metrics by this, this is a little hack too. Sometimes when we create the structure of the business, we're talking about roles and responsibilities. Sometimes we flip that and say, all right, what do we actually care about? And when we care about something, we can put a number on it. Absolutely. And then we can define it and we can say, okay, that's really this role and give it a little more clarity. Yep. But sometimes those, ma- those numbers matter more than the words that we put on the sheet. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And I know that, you know, some people, you know, <laughs> probably get a little nervous around this conversation um, for a whole host of different reasons. But the reality of it is the, the, the scorecard does not have to be this overwhelming tool that nobody understands. You can simplify it. I mean, you literally can boil your organization down to a handful, yes. right? Covering those categories that you talked about, covering the, the, the core functions. Um, and it, to your other point, it may take a little massaging. You might not nail it on your first try, but you know it starts with it starts with get some numbers down and yeah. start tracking them. Yeah, and that prescription—that's a good point. That prescription is not to say this needs to be your scorecard. This is a quick start. Like this, start with this. Right. Some of that you'll find that you're not paying attention to. Some of it you'll find you're really important. Some of it you'll find is missing. Right. But you've got yeah. to have something to, to start that process and be vulnerable enough to, to be okay that you don't get it right the first time. Like you're, it's going to take a little while. As, and as then, long as and it then, was a collaborative effort, right? Because you might get it wrong. But again, you're, you should be building this tool, you know, as a team. Yeah. Right. Getting well, here's, here's something interesting. So I was just talking to an operator of a business and he was talking about how his visionary had several insecurities that were constant, pretty constant for him. Mm. And the simple question of like, well, what does the scorecard tell him about the things that he's having insecurities about in the business? Maybe it's productive paranoia. Maybe it's not, but um, they weren't on there. And that was just a huge insight. Like, wait a minute, if we, if he's wondering these things all the time and getting insecure, like are these clients getting serviced in a timely manner? We got to measure that so that all he needs to do is look at that scorecard every week. And when it's bad, then he can be insecure. And when it's good, don't even think about it. Yeah, that's right. So the other, you know, we've got to also take that down to the team level, you know, within the functions and get a little more specific as we, as we get lower in the organization and then you end up with the person and every person in the organization needs to be able to know if they're winning or not. And some of that comes from feedback from, you know, their coach, their manager. Uh, but a lot of it should be evidenced in the data. So letting people have the clarity to know what matters, what are you being measured on? And at the end of the day, are you winning or not? You know, and I've found, you know, we, we build, you know, scorecards with the executive team and I tell you, it's fun building scorecards with the department teams because, you know, they've got a lot to say. They're the ones living, eating, and breathing all the processes in the department, right? And so it's really fun to pull them together and say, hey, you know, how do we know if we're winning? 
And and yeah. and and if you could demonstrate that through like these these numbers, what numbers would you guys pick? Like what's important to you? And it just boom, all of a sudden you've got this wonderful list of all these things that now you can just kind of pare down. And uh, everybody was a part of it. So you got buy-in all around. And then people start taking ownership. That's it. That's it. We, we create a, a common language of the clarity of what matters. Mm -hmm. And then we have control of the, the business because we, we're measuring the pieces. So I love it. We don't have to belabor this topic anymore. Oh, that's um, good. It's not deep. You know, it's one of those things. It's pretty simple. It doesn't always make it easy. But it's yep. pretty simple. We just gotta put in the work and and go through the reps. So, any last words of wisdom for us, Coach Chris? Uh, if you are falling into that category where maybe maybe you do have a scorecard, but you really just kind of blow by it, I'm gonna challenge you to go back and get a, 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 another level of um, insight into your scorecard. Don't be afraid of it, and because here's the deal it's going to help you run a better business. It's yeah. going to help you make better decisions. So if, if you, if, and if you don't have a scorecard, like Ben said, then just quick start one couple KPIs across the core functions. Boom. You got a company scorecard, start tracking and then massage it. Now, the last thing I will say in, in the, the 10 years that I've been coaching scorecards on average, I think take a little time to massage. So yeah. don't feel oh, yeah. like you got to nail it in this one, two hour session. It's going to, it's going to grow and evolve. You're going to massage it, but you will get it to a point where it's like, that's it. Those are the numbers that tell us, okay, we're running, you know, that might take you a quarter to figure out and that's okay. Yeah. The other thing I'd watch out for is there's some organizations that if I was to look at your scoreboard, it would look like financial reporting and that's something different. Yeah. That needs to happen. That's something different. Um, and there's some that skew toward looking like a straight marketing organization and that's all they do. Like it's just the leads, you know, the hot leads, yeah. deals in progress, dollars in pipe, you know, it's it's 24 metrics on the sales right. pipeline. And um, some of those are important, but like what's most important? What do you what do you actually need to know? And here's the hint in here. If there's something off track in your scoreboard then it's just an alert to go find what it is that's causing that what the root is so you can always go look at that departmental or functional team scoreboard and that should illuminate closer to what the actual problem is so what what is the thing that's just the going to blink the red light saying hey guys we, we've got some issue we've got to figure out we don't even have to know what the issue is we've got some issue and there's probably somebody in the room that can tell us what the actual issue is below the number. Yep, so, for sure. Really good. All right, everybody go take a look at your scoreboard. Make it better by the next time we talk, which will be Tuesday next week for more System and Soul.